Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. This verse has been quickened in my spirit concerning 2024, a separation. And, um, you know, I've preached on this for many times in many ways, but this is like a fresh word. I saw something I, I never really kind of saw in a way concerning this verse of scripture here in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, the seventh verse. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And there is a distinction and there is a separation basically between those who walk by faith and those who walk by sight. It's two distinct groups of people and it's clearly it's like as far as the east is from the west, you know, and it's the two opposite ends of the spectrum and it's a separation just like when Paul wrote in Galatians that the spirit and the flesh really are contrary to one another. They're total, they, there's a separation point between the flesh and the spirit. And, and there's going to be a separation point between those who walk by faith and those who walk by sight. All right? Now, sight is a function of the natural. Sight is a function of your eyes. It's what you see. And that's what it says here in the Amplified. For we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction. Where is conviction? Conviction is in your heart. Conviction... Conviction is a function of your heart. Conviction comes by the Holy Ghost into the heart of man or a woman. Holy Ghost comes to convict you. Conviction is something that happens in your spirit. We conduct ourselves, we are to conduct our lives by conviction or belief. That's faith. Faith is of the heart. Bible faith is of the heart. With the heart, a man believes. And with the mouth, confession is made. You believe with your heart. You confess with your mouth, right? The word of God is near you. It's in your what? Heart and it's in your mouth. This is the word of faith that which we preach. You believe with the heart. You confess with the mouth. So it's got to begin in your heart. How are you going to conduct your life has to begin in your spirit. And here in 2024, there's going to be a separation between those who walk by faith, which is faith that is of the heart, and those who walk basically by sight, which is sense knowledge. See, you have the five physical senses, right? Sight is a function of your senses. With sight, you gather information. And your brain does some calculations and you come up with ideas. But not so when you walk in vision. Not so when you walk in vision. If you're going to walk in vision... You're going to have to walk by faith and you're going to have to have conviction and belief and you're going to have to have revelation because faith comes by revelation. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Amen. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So we walk or conduct our lives by our conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. Vision is a divine thing, divine vision. So you're either gonna walk by divine vision or you're gonna walk by sight. Sight is the enemy of divine vision. Sight is the enemy of divine vision. 
And there's going to be a separation in 2024 between those who walk by faith and those who walk by sight. Or those who walk by divine vision, which is a function of your spirit. Or those who walk by sight, which is a function of your natural eyes. Amen. Divine things. We trust with trust and holy fervor. I like that, holy fervor. You're going to have to have fire in your belly. A cold spirit cannot have vision. A lukewarm spirit cannot have divine vision. Divine vision is something that's literally burnt into your spirit. Holy Ghost literally burns vision into your spirit. You're branded with the fire. Hallelujah. Now, to have... To be able to see, you need light. If we turned off all the lights in this house right now, it'd be pitch dark. You would not be able, your sight will not function. We can sit here for the next two, three hours in pitch dark, but yes, and your sight is taken out of the picture, taken out of the equation. But the Holy Ghost can still burn by the light, right? That's why Paul prays that the eyes of our spirit is enlightened. For us to truly see divine vision. So there's going to be a separation here in 2024. And that was just quickened to me a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it just, it just was quickened in my spirit, you know. And, and the reason is because I've been pressing in, praying. I always seek the Lord for a, a fresh word for 2024. And I mean, this is, this is a scripture that's been around for 2,000 years. It's not like a new scripture. But it's, like, it's just been quickened. This logos has become a rhema word for 2024, quickened in my spirit that tell my people there's going to be a separation between those who walk by vision and those who walk by sight. Now look at what the rest of the verse says, not by sight or appearance. And that's the problem. People, are, people go by appearance. And that's, what, that's how fear comes into their life. Because how do you define fear? How, fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. So appearance brings fear. And there's going to be, I'm telling you, all hell. I'm telling you, in, and, and in 2024, there's going to be probably some very, very serious things. I mean, if you listen to the globalists, they're planning what they call a black swan incident. If, I mean, they've been talking about EMPs, electromagnetic power grid going out and all kinds of stuff. They keep talking about this stuff. And it could be. It could be some really crazy things. I don't know. I mean, who would have predicted what happened in 2020? Well, I stood here on the crossover night, crossing over from 2019 to 2020, and I spoke three words. I said, this next year is going to be a year of huge, great changes. The world's going to change. Oh, my God. Did it not change with COVID? And I said, even the way of doing ministry is going to change. Did it not change? Yes. And then what was the verse the Lord gave me that was quickened for 2020? But, but, but what? But we all with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, will be changed and transformed from glory unto glory by the Spirit of God. Guess what? 2020 was a great year. For this, this church doubled in every way. 
We were transformed, we, in, we increased, we grew. While many churches shut down and never reopened, we, we just kept going. Because I'm not moved by appearance. And I did not veil my face or double veil my face. I came out of Islam. I already had unveiled. Never to veil again. With an and little did I know, in, in a few months, everybody was going to be masking up, required to mask, and all this other stuff that, you know, and now, of course, we're dealing with. So, but I mean, so it's important to understand the word of the Lord. And I said this is going to be a year of great change, and ministry is going to change, and then we're going to have to unveil our faces and focus on the glory of God, not the darkness out there in the world. Come on, somebody. So I'm telling you, it could be some crazy things in the natural, and there will be. And if the Lord's war warning us not to walk by sight, then there's going to be some things we're going to acquire, information that we're going to acquire by sight, by appearance, that will shake many people and cause them to go into fear, right? And what does the, the Word say? If you draw back in fear, if you draw back in fear, Many will draw back in fear, but we're going to press forward by faith because that's how we overcome the world by faith. There's going to be a lot of crazy things, even probably crazier things because I'm telling you, we are coming, I mean, we are on, we're coming so close to the end, end of the age. And, and earlier this year, I woke up in the middle of the night, I heard an audible voice, the Holy Ghost spoke to me, said, pay attention to AI and look what's, how much AI has accelerated. I was an I was going to order something on Amazon. All of a sudden, I saw AI and all kinds of things now. I mean, AI was reading through the comments and, and summarizing the comments of the people that wrote comments for the product. And it said, D D generated by AI. It was like a summarization of everything that three, 4,000 people had said or whatever. And it was all by AI. AI is coming into everything now. You've got to have, you've got to be... You, you got to have the Holy Ghost prepare you. And I wasn't really paying attention until I had the word. And then I really began to pay attention. And then I was watching this thing. And this was being spoken by, this was not a Christian thing. It was something I, I watched, uh, some kind of a, a, a video on, on, in, on the internet from some, you know, it was like a TED talk or something. And then this one guy was saying, AI is like a hungry beast. You got to keep feeding it information. And the moment he said beast, I was quickened. It's a part of the beast system. It is, I mean, it is, everything is going to be, I mean, it, it, this stuff is merging. So we are seeing an acceleration of the end of the age. And you're going to have to walk by faith, not by sight. That means there's going to be things that you're going to see here in 2024 that will scare the crud out of you in the natural but when you walk by faith, you'll overcome because you overcome the world by faith. The world system, the Antichrist system. Amen. Is this helping anybody here tonight? So there's going to be a separation. Now go with me to second, I mean, first Corinthians chapter two. Hey, Wilda, it's good to see you. You've been in and out, in and out. We missed you. You're back. Good to, good to have you back. Hallelujah. Still remember the night we had to put you in the office chair and wheel you out of here at midnight. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So that, that, that revival, and you've never been the same since. Anyways, but um, praise God. Hallelujah. Go with me uh, to, let's start from, uh, yeah, let's just be, start from the beginning. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. That's what sight will bring you into trembling and fear. You'll feel inadequate. You'll feel overwhelmed by the situation. Amen. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and of power. Demonstration of the Spirit and power. Hallelujah. That's what we trust in. Hallelujah. That your faith, there you go, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. So your faith is going to have to be in the power of God. And the, by, by the power of God, you're going to over, overpower. See, overcome also means to overpower. Man, that wrestler just got overpowered by the other wrestler. Right, because the, the greater power overpowers. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you're going to overpower whatever you face. That's how you overcome by faith, overpower. We have more power. You, for you to overpower your enemies, situations and circumstances, and whatever's going to be happening in the world, you have to have the greater power. Guess what? Thank God, we have the greater power. Greater one lives on the inside of us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Preaching myself happy here tonight. I'm glad I came. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. That's the problem. A lot, much of the church is so immature. I mean, oh, they've been in church years, but they're still like babies in diapers sucking their thumb. It's time to grow up. We help you grow up here. If you want to stay a baby, it's going to be hard for you here. I want to stay a baby. <laughs> Pastor, change my diaper. The church I came from, they had people changing my diaper all the time. I called them and they came and changed my diaper. How long were you at that church? Ten years. Whoa, that's a problem. To have a 10-year-old running around in diapers? No, that's something's wrong. Pastor! Okay. You can't even handle that. I don't know what you're going to do when boom hits you. Sometimes boom hits you. And you're going to overpower boom. Because you got a bigger boom on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boom. In the Holy Ghost. That's why we're always laying hands on people and getting them boomed in the Holy Ghost. 
All right. So we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. That's right. All this is going to come to nothing. All this is going to come to nothing. They talk a big game, but it's all going to come to nothing. Amen. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, which is something hidden, right? The hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So that vision is hidden to the sight. Because it's, it's not the wisdom of man, it's the wisdom of God. It's hidden, it's a mystery to the sight. When you keep looking at it, you, you won't understand God's plan and purpose by sight. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Hallelujah. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard. See, no eye has seen. Not by sight. You cannot figure this out by sight. If you walk by sight, you're going to be blind. Blind to the things of God. And it, it's, it, it was interesting. We saw that even during COVID. That literally church leaders were totally blind to what was going on. They had no clue. They bought right into the agenda and played right along. Conformed. Out of spiritually blind. Blind leading the blind. Blind shepherds. Jesus talked about them. Blind leading the blind. Hallelujah. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For they, had they known, they, had not, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. For as, as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. That means there's no way you can understand this naturally. But, I like that but. Thank God for the but. If there was no but, we'd be without hope. But, but God. That's even better when it's but God. But God has revealed them to us. Look at what the Amplified says. Yet to us God has unveiled. Uh, there you go. Unveiled face. And revealed them by and through his spirit. It's the only way you're going to get all of these things is by the spirit of God. By revelation. By an unveiling, uncovering by the spirit of God. Mystery is something that's covered. There's a lot of cover-ups. They cover things up, but we see right through it. We see right through it. I know exactly what they're doing. When you move by the Holy Ghost, you know exactly what's going on. They can try to cover it up all they want. By the Holy Ghost, it's all going to be uncovered. They can operate in the darkness mysteriously, try to cover up whatever they're trying to cover up. You see right through it because you got the eyes of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost sees through everything. He knows all things. He's omniscient. He's the all-seeing one. This, that's why he has the seven eyes. He sees all things. Complete vision. Oh. Mm. Not limited vision. Sight. Unlimited vision. 360 degree. Multidimensional vision. What does that mean? Even sees the future. That's why Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will show you things to come. Sight is for now. 
the sight cannot see beyond the split second. Vision can see into the future. Man, I, I so feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm, I'm so happy I came. Hallelujah. But God has revealed these things to us by His Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. That's why you got to read the Amplified. The Spirit of God searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. See, revelation has depth. Sight is shallow. People that walk by sight are very shallow people. People that walk by faith, walk by vision, walk, by, walk in the Spirit, are, have, they have a depth to them. And my, my calling is to raise up Christians that have depth. Depth in their life, not shallow. Depth. Hallelujah. Depth. Everyone say depth. Bottomless. The bottomless things of God. Divine counsels. Mm. Hallelujah. The profound and bottomless things of God. For what pers person perceives, knows, and understands what passes through a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him? Do you not realize that you are a spirit being? You're not a pile of flesh. You're not just sarks, flesh, meat. You meat head. You have a depth. You have depth in your spirit. Meathead is like dumb and dumber. But there's depth in your spirit, man. There's depth in your spirit. You are a spirit being. And the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you. And you have, you have the life of God, the Zoe life of God on the inside of you. You have been made a partaker of the divine nature. If you have the divine nature, you're divinity. There's a divine nature in you. So you're either going to live out of the, the carnal nature, the low nature, the animal nature. Or you're going to walk out of the divine nature, the high life. The glorious life, the glorious, the riches of his glorious inheritance. The treasure that's in the earthen vessel. Mm. Man, you can get drunk on this stuff. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the end of this message. I might get so smashed. Uh -huh. 
Just so, just so, just so no one discerns, comes to know and comprehend the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. You think you're going to teach the Spirit of God a few things? He's the one here to teach you. He's the teacher. Now we have not received the Spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed upon us by God. Oh my Lord, I'm, I'm done. Woo. That verse is loaded. And we are setting these truths forth in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Ghost. Combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. See, carnal people cannot understand what I'm talking about here. It goes right over their head. Huh? Dumb and dumber. It's true. I'm not saying it to offend people. It is absolute truth. Because that's what it says, verse 14. But the natural, unspiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are folly, meaningless nonsense to him. <laughs> and he's incapable of knowing incapable of knowing them or progressively recognizing understanding and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated that's why you got to have an appreciation for the things of God you got to have an appreciation for the anointing you got to have to have an appreciation I mean, it just shocks me that people come here and don't even understand what's going on. They don't appreciate it. When you have an appreciation for the Spirit of God, for the anointing, for the power of God, then it changes everything. Your perspective changes. Hallelujah. But the spiritual man tries all things. He examines, investigates, inquires into, questions and discerns all things. That's exactly what we did. They said, you have, you, you have to do this to comply. I said, um, no, we're going to examine. We're going to investigate. We're going to inquire into. We're going to question. Well, you should not question authority. No, not demonic authority. I don't, I don't bow to demonic authority. We don't bow to Nebuchadnezzar. Hello. We questioned it. Question. And discern. 
all things. Yet is himself to be put on trial and judged by no one. He can read the meaning of everything. But no one can properly discern or appraise or get an insight into him. For who has known and understood the mind, the counsel and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? Really? You're going to instruct God? You're going to tell him what, what's best? You made a great plan, didn't you? Lord, I made a great plan here. I've been working on this for a while now. And I even fasted and prayed. And I came up with this great plan. So I, I'm going to twist your arm to that mine is better than yours. Yeah. How did that end up for you? But we have the mind of Christ. And do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. So how do you, what does it mean to have the mind of Christ? That's allowing God to instruct you, Holy Spirit to instruct you. And you need, when you have divine wisdom and understanding and discernment by the things of God, revelation, illumination. Now you're different. You're not like everybody else. You may look like everybody else on the outside, human form. But you are not humankind. You're God kind. You're God kind. You're not humanity. You're divinity because there's a divine nature on the inside of you. There's a divine dimension on the inside of you. And I'm not talking about some kind of new age. We're all little gods. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having the anointing that abides in you, having the divine nature, having been born, of, born from above, born of God, born of the Spirit. That's why Jesus said, he that is born of the Spirit, no man can understand. He's like the wind that just blows here, blows there. But someone that is born of the flesh cannot understand. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. When you understand that you're a spirit being and the Holy Spirit abides in you, the anointing abides in you and he teaches you all things and now you, there's a distinct separation from those who walk by sight, which is flesh, and those who walk by vision, which is spirit. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you were with us way back when we had the very first, because we, you know, we didn't have Wednesday night services we implemented that this year. I think what was it, February, we started the midweek refresh. And the Lord instructed me and my wife to do it. And some people didn't like it, but that's fine. They're not here anymore. That's all right. <laughs> they complained about, well, were you going to have a Wednesday in our service? Yes. Because the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And then Judson Oliveira was here. He said, whatever God has been speaking you in the plan, do it. And then we were looking at it. My wife sent me. And then, and then he said another, he gave another word. He says, there's going to be a lot of broken young people that are going to come to your church. Just love on them. Help them. They're a mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that mess is going to become a message. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of cool things. But see, I mean, some of you are, I mean, 
it's pretty easy to forget what happened in January and February and March. And I, I, I listen to everything. I write it all down. We discuss it. I mean, it's, it's a long year. But you, when you look back how it started and all the things that God spoke and, and the things that we've stepped into. And the reason I'm going back to the very first, and it wasn't about the whole thing, but it was about when we had the very first midweek refresh, I talked, what? On the prayers that Paul prayed. And I challenged the whole church. I mean, I know it seems like it was like a decade ago, but it was just only a few months ago. Some of you already forgot. And then what did I tell you? This year, study the book of Proverbs. Who's, who, who already forgot? Who's, who's actually been doing Reading through the book of Proverbs, the 31 chapters of the book of Proverbs, one chapter per day. And then I encouraged and I challenged the church to pray the prayers that Paul prayed. Because tonight I'm talking to you about preparing yourself to walk in divine vision in 2024. Well, everything we've done in 2023 really was preparation for 2024. You don't prepare overnight. But some of you have some catching up to do because you didn't get here till last week or last month or three months ago. That's fine. Amen. I mean, at the first midweek refresh, you were just a rank sinner. Now you're saved sitting here. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Lost as a goose in a thunderstorm. Hallelujah. But I challenge you, so I need to catch some of you up. You still got three days to pray, but. <laughs> but, but, but here's what I begin to, to tell you. Now, if you go to our website, riverwpb.com, I think it's in August of 22, I'm, I'm not sure whenever that was, but it was one of the blogs, teaching blogs, has the four prayers that Paul prayed. How many of you know the prayers that Paul prayed? How many of you know? How many of you have no clue what I'm talking about here? All right, good. I'm going to catch you up. I'm so, you should be very happy you came here tonight. Pastor's going to catch you up about the prayers that Paul prayed. There are four prayers that the Apostle Paul prayed for the church. And these prayers are applicable today. You need to take these prayers and pray them. Amen? Amen. Who's been praying these prayers this, this year? Who started and did it for about a week and forgot about it? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, my God. Yes, I, I can tell. I can tell. And see it on your face. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Just trying to catch you up. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 17 through 19. Now this is amplified. I've actually personalized it for you. Alright. Now I'm going to pray this over you. This was all about preparation. And this is how you stay prepared. This is how you practically step into what I'm talking about tonight. This is how praying these prayers is how you separate yourself from those that walk by sight 
to those that walk by vision and by faith and in the spirit. You ready? Come on, lift your hands to the Lord, both hands. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray this for you now. All right, I'm just going to pray over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him by having the eyes of our hearts flooded with light. So you need light to see so that we can know and understand the hope to which he has called us. And we can know and understand how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. And we can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the first prayer that Paul prayed. The first of Paul's prayers. Ephesians chapter 1. Take that and pray it over yourself. In the mornings I pray like this. I pray that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give me, Rose, Gloria, all of our leaders, staff, helps ministry, all of our church at River, West Palm Beach, and then I include Istanbul. And I pray, I, I pray this, I don't even know how, now obviously well over 100, 100 times throughout this year. Amen? This is, this is what we call praying the word. Praying in the spirit also. I mean, praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. And sometimes I'll, I'll go in and out of tongues and into this. I pray that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, may give us spirit of wisdom. I just can't help it. Tongues just burst out when you're just praying these prayers. Praying in the spirit, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, edifying your spirit, man, because your spirit has to be edified in order for you to walk in the spirit. If your spirit is weak, you can't walk in the spirit. If your spirit is strong, then you can walk in the spirit. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Amen. So that's the first prayer. All right? So I'm catching you up. Now you know the first one of Paul's prayers. Let's go to the second one. That's in Ephesians chapter 3. Starts in 16 through 19. Again, it's the amplified classic. All right? Come on, lift your hands again. I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray unto the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ that he may grant us out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in our inner man by the Holy Spirit himself dwelling our innermost being and personality. My God. I pray that Christ through our faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, and make his permanent home in our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that we may be rooted Come on, I'm going to say, I pray that, and you put your name in there. I pray that, Corey, come on, put your name. I pray that, may be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. 
I pray in the name of Jesus that we may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints the experience of that love, what is the breadth and length and height and depth of it. It is so deep, it is so wide. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that we may really come to know practically through experience for ourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. I pray that we may be filled through all our being unto all the fullness of God and may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body holy and totally filled and flooded with God himself. Oh my God. You cannot keep praying these prayers and remain the same. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Oh my God. Stuff is loaded, man. Lord God Almighty. Now, now let's go to the third prayer that Paul prayed. We're talking about preparation. We're talking about pressing in and we're talking about the separation between walking in vision and walking by sight. You ready? Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, amplified, personalized. All right, lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that our love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight, that our love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that we may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and the best. In 2024, you're going to recognize the highest and the best. Hallelujah. and distinguishing the moral differences. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless so that with a heart sincere and certain and unsullied, we may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. Hallelujah. I pray that we may abound in and be filled with the fruits of righteousness which come through Jesus Christ to the honor and praise of God that his, that, ooh, that his glory uh, oh, may, 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 woo, may be both manifested and recognized. And there's yet one more. The fourth prayer that Paul prayed. You ready for this one? Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 13, amplified, classic, personalized. 
I personalize it for you. And you can put your name in there when you pray. You can put your wife's name in there. You can put your kid's name in there. You can put your pastor's name in there. Pray, these, pray this over me. Pray this over your children. Pray this over yourself. Pray this over your family. Hallelujah. You ready? Come on, lift your hands. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and ask that we may be filled with the full, deep, and clear knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom, in comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. That's it right there. This, this right here is, is the manifestation. We're talking about, I'm talking about of walking in vision in 2024. This right here, this, this right there, that prayer right there, that part. And an understanding and discernment of all spiritual things. I pray in Jesus' name that we may walk, live, and conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him and desiring to please Him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing. Not remaining a baby in diapers, like I said, for 10 years. Steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God with fuller, deeper, clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition. That's right there. That right there is, is walking in divine vision. Right there. Having clear insight, clear acquaintance with the purposes. Listen, the ways and purposes of God. The ways and purposes of God. Hallelujah. I pray in Jesus' mighty name that we may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory to exercise every kind of endurance, patience, perseverance, and forbearance with joy. Come on, lift your hands and say this after me. Come on, say this. I give thanks to the Father who has qualified and made me fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints in the light. The Father has delivered and drawn me to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred me into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Now that the last part is, is really a declaration, but it's a prayer of faith. It's, it's speaking, speaking those things which we not as though they were, but speaking, well, actually these are. Speaking those things that have actually truth so that it manifests and you're actually speaking your identity in Christ. You're not under the dominion of darkness. But that's why it's crazy to see so many Christians Walk under the dominion of darkness because they're walking by sight. They're walking by carnal reasoning. When you walk in carnal reasoning, you just become a part of the problem. You just, you, you, you come under the what? As Ephesians 2 says, you come under the power of the prince 
prince of the power of the air, who rules over, over the sons of disobedience. See, if you're disobedient to the leading of the Spirit, you can be saved, you can be a Christian, but if you're disobedient to the Word of God and you choose to walk in the flesh, you come back under the power of the enemy. Because in the flesh, you're weak. In the flesh, you don't stand a chance against the enemy, against the devil. But in the Spirit, the devil does not stand a chance against you. You'll whip him every time. If you're in the flesh, if you're in the flesh, the devil will whip you every time. But if you're in the spirit, you'll whip the devil every time. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, the devil's just been after me all week. Well, why don't you get filled with the Holy Ghost, rise up and get after the devil next week. Come on. Your confession is all wrong. Your confession is wrong. You're not speaking the truth. You're lying. Because you're speaking against the word of God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're more than a conqueror. By faith you'll overcome the world. And by the... By the when you're invigorated and filled and strengthened with the mighty power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you will overpower the enemy. You'll overpower your circumstances. It's time for you to start to overpower. Overcome and overpower. Hallelujah. It's crazy that most of our preaching and teaching is designed to convince Christians to realize who they are in Christ. And how much they fight the truth because of the mind. The unrenewed mind. That keeps conforming to the world. But do not be conformed. To this age. To this world. To this season. To this time. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may prove, you may prove, you need to prove, you need to prove the word of God. Hallelujah. Prove that which is what? The good, the acceptable, and even the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. I told this story here once and twice or three times. Some of you heard it, some of you never heard it, so I'm going to tell it again. This mighty man of God, a great preacher of the word. I mean, he was like, he preached, he was in his 90s, and he finally went home to be with Jesus. And then uh, he had a younger man in the family, and his wife was giving away some of his notes and Bibles and studies, but he had this one Bible. So that Bible was passed down to one of the young men in the family. So the young man took the Bible, and he was studying, he was studying, reading through, had a lot of notes in it, and a lot of other things in it. But he noticed that there was all these little markings next to scriptures or different parts of TP, 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 TP. And he was like, what is TP? What is TP? He looked for it and he couldn't find like, you know, what this keyword was or whatever. And then he finally comes and asks the, the, the man of God that went home to be with Jesus, you know, asked the wife, he says, you know, thank you for this Bible. It's full of amazing notes, but I, I just couldn't figure out what this TP, TP, TP meant. It certainly didn't mean toilet paper, but... And she said, oh, that's easy. I'll tell you what TPTP stands for. 
Tried and proven. Tried and proven. Tried and proven. When a verse is tried and proven, and you have walked it out, and it's real, and you know that this word works, this works, it worked for you. Tried and proven. Tried and proven. Tried and proven. The word of God is going to work for you. You're going to have to prove. You're going to have to prove. You're going to have to prove the will of God in your life. God's going to speak to you. That's walking in vision. And you're going to take that word and you're going to walk it out and you're going to prove. You're going to prove that it's God's word and it's going to work. Hallelujah. And so you have to be determined because it'll be tested. Tested and proven. Tried and proven. You get out there walking in vision and then... Of course, the devil's just going to give you a free run up the side. It's going to be, you know, real easy. There's going to be some things that will come in your way. Tests. Challenges. Adversity. Afflictions. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Righteous man falls, but he gets up. Falls seven times and gets up seven times. Hallelujah. And keeps going. So... You're going to have to get up and go. They asked Lester Summerall. Who's ever heard of Lester Summerall? I, we got a generation that's never heard of him, but Lester Summerall, he's gone home to be with the Lord, you know, in the, I think in the late 90s. He was a mighty man of God, uh, just a great apostle of faith. And, and anyway, so they asked him, said, what's the, what's the key to success in your ministry? Because he had over 70 years of ministry, shook Philippines, shook Brazil, and God used him in many ways, powerful ways here in America too. And anyway, so they said, you know, what's the secret to success in ministry? What's, what's, what's your key? What's your, you know, what's a nugget? Give us a nugget. He says, oh, that's easy. He goes, get up and go. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, every morning I got up and I went. Day after day, every morning I got up and I went. And I got up and I went. And Get up and go and get up and go. Get up and go. Go and do. Two-thirds of the name of God is go and the other two-thirds is do. Go and do what God's told you to do. Go and do. Go and do what the Word says. Prove it. Walk in vision. Don't walk by sight. Don't go by what it, appearances. Don't go by senses. Don't be like Thomas. I know he gets a bad rap. He eventually went and shook India, thank God. But, you know, he wasn't there on the day of resurrection when Jesus appeared to the disciples. The ten saw him. Thomas wasn't there. Judas was already done. So, and they told him, we've seen him. He's risen. He goes, I don't believe it. I'll only believe it if I see it. I want to see him. I want to touch him. I want to smell him. I want to taste him and lick him, I guess, you know. <laughs> the five senses, you know, sight, smell, taste, feeling, you know, touch, hearing. The five senses. That's called sense knowledge. He was operating by sense faith. I have to see him. I want to touch him. I want to, I want to see the wounds in his hands. I want to touch the side. I want to, I want to, I want to know it's him. No, Thomas, he's risen. We've seen him. I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it, he said. Eight days later, Jesus shows up. Thomas finally gets to see him. He goes, oh, I've seen him. Oh, yes, I believe. 
And then Jesus goes, Thomas, touch my side. See my scars, touch my scars. You believe now? Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe. I... He was having a moment. He thought Jesus was going to be really impressed at this encounter. Jesus goes, Thomas, why did you doubt? <laughs> oh. I thought I was having a moment here. No, you're all in the flesh. It was all emotion. It was all hype. It was all hype. It was flesh. Blessed are those who have not seen, yet believe. Again, that's the separation between faith and sight. Or sense faith as opposed to heart faith. Faith is of the heart. So you cannot operate by senses, feelings. You can't just live in the realm of emotion. You can't just be an emotional Christian. You need to become spiritual. You may start out emotional, but you'll eventually become spiritual. You'll mature in the things of God. And by the way, maturing in the things of God does not mean you walk around like this. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I do have joy. It's just in my heart. You know, it's in... No, that's just religious. Maturing in the things of God doesn't mean you're immune to joy. I've, I've, gone, I've grown beyond joy. Now, I don't need any joy. I don't, I'm too spiritual to have joy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise assemblies of all my God. Hallelujah. Praise church of God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about... <laughs> Just had to, you know, couldn't, couldn't resist. Bad pastor, bad pastor. Just couldn't resist, you know. Because, you know, some of, some of these Pentecostals, oh my Lord. I think there's more anointing in some Baptist churches than some Pentecostal churches, you know. Just because they think that they spoke in a tongue, they think they had a move of God. Hallelujah. And all the power in their life put together is not even enough to blow their nose. I'm talking about being truly filled with the Holy Ghost. And not just filled, but controlled by the Holy Ghost. It's one thing to be filled, it's another thing to be, to be led. Them that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So leading of the Spirit of God. That, that requires you to be yielded. Not just come to service, get filled, roll on the floor, ha, 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 and get up and then live like the devil again. I'm talking about uh, truly allowing the Holy Ghost to lead you in every aspect of your life. That's what it's going to take here in 2024 with what's coming. Now, I don't know what's coming in, in the sense of the natural things. Probably going to be really ugly. There's always, I mean, the world's not pretty. It's just ugly. It's going to get worse. The Bible says, you know, wicked men will grow worse. Being deceived and deceiving. I mean, it's the sign of the end of the age. Amen. Deception. And that's why, oh, Miranda, Bakanda, Bosoto, Borondo. That's why you cannot walk by sight because those who walk by sight will be deceived. Your eyes will deceive you because things are not as they appear. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a magic show. It's a, 
You're watching a magician while he's doing this, he's doing something down here. He's got your attention, but he's got the ball down in here. You know, it's all, it's all distraction. Whee! And then take the watch. Watch the coin, watch the coin. Watch the war over there, watch the war over here, watch this one, watch that one. While you're watching everything, they're taking, man, they're taking the people that are cleaners. They're taking everything. Taking liberties, taking freedoms, taking rights, taking money, taking everything. People are just in la-la land while they watch the Barbie movie. They live in Barbie land. I would never watch that stupid thing. I've seen enough trailers to know how stupid it is. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. They're lost. They're in Lala Land. They're walking by sight. Sunday, I'm going to begin to show you what's going to, what the result of the separation will be and how the separation is going to come about and where it's going to lead. I'll give you a little teaser trailer, a little, little uh, taster. Hallelujah. You're going to have to come back on Sunday for the rest. I'm just teasing. But no, there's so much more because I have so much more in me to share on this. Who's getting something out of this tonight? Hallelujah. There is going to be a separation, a clear cut, and it's not going to be a little bit. It's, a, it's an absolute distinct separation right down the middle between those who walk by vision and those who walk by sight here in 2024. Mark my words. I speak by the Holy Ghost. I speak by a quickening of the Holy Ghost. And the result will be also very distinct on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Those who walk by sight, there's going to be many that will perish. But those who walk by faith and vision, they will prosper. Oh my, what God's going to do here in double will be the least. Double will be the least. Doubling will be the least. Doubling will be the beginning point. Doubling will be the entry level stuff. Doubling will be just the beginner level stuff. Double, 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 double. Double, 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 double will just be, will just be the beginning. Double will just be the beginning. Hallelujah. Double will just be the beginning. Double will be just like level one. I'm telling you right now. That increase in acceleration is upon us because things are increasing, accelerating at a very rapid pace. You think God's left behind? God, you think God's trying to play catch up to the devil? Seriously? You think the devil's got one up on him? 
Huh? You think the devil had a trick up his sleeve that caught God by surprise? Oh, myself, I didn't know what to do. Oh, myself, myself. I never saw that one coming. Oh, what am I going to say to my kids down there? I'm lost myself. How am I going to even get them, you know, in the right direction? I kind of missed that one. The devil really got me on that one. Little, little fallen angel. The one I kicked right out of heaven. Felt like lightning. He, he just really wised me up on that one. I just couldn't see that one coming. He really got me on that one. That was really tricky, devil. I have to give it to you. I'm going to have to give you that one. You really got me on that one. And all the prophets would be like, oh, we didn't see that one coming. Yeah, because you're non-profit. That's why. Because if you truly were in the prophetic flow, God doesn't do anything unless he first speaks to his prophets. The problem is they're just pulling stuff out of the book of imaginations. And they're prophesying each other's prophecies. They're echoes. There's a lot of echoes. There's a lot of echoes. Hallelujah. Don't forget you are prophetic. You don't need a prophet to lead you, guide you. That's, we're not living under the Old Testament. We don't need prophets to lead us and guide us. Prophecy is not information, it's confirmation. The true prophetic will always confirm what God's already spoken. And remember, the Holy Spirit lives in you, and He's the one leading you, guiding you. Those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. We're not being led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. That's Old Testament. That was for the dumb and dumber. Because they couldn't be born again. They didn't have a clue. Paul, Moses, <laughs> this is how clueless they are. They see the mountain on fire and they make themselves a golden calf thinking that this, this is the God that led us out of Egypt. I mean, that's how dumb, that's how spiritually blind they came up with a really good plan. Hey, Aaron, make us a God that we can worship. This guy, Moses, I, we haven't seen him. He's been gone for days now. He's up there. Don't you see the fire on the mountain, the shaking, the, the cloud, the glory? It's like, uh, uh, they look at the glory, uh, uh, make us... Let's worship the cow. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I, I just really like making fun of. I mean, it's really, truly, it's really basically what happened, you know? <laughs> the mountain is shaking. Ah, fire is falling. Let's worship the, the, the cow. <laughs> no, 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 
Check this one out. Check this one out. The fire comes on the mountains, shakes it, and the animals die. And then they worship the animal that died. Ah! How dumb can you get and still breathe? <laughs> Aaron, you make us a God. You create, make a God. Be careful you don't make a golden calf this next year, 2024. Be careful that you don't make yourself a golden calf this next year, 2024. Make sure that it's of God, it's the glory of God, it's pure glory of God that leads you, that it's not something you concocted in your own carnal mind thinking it's God. Because you're gonna have to drink it. It'll be very bitter. And I'll close in with that warning. Strong, strong warning label I place on 2024. <laughs> smoking kills. You better not be smoking some religious weed and, and coming up with some idea of what you think is God. Because it'll be very bitter at the end. It'll be crushed. The very thing you build will be crushed into fine powder and you'll have to drink it. It's the word. Pastor, can you? Joy, joy. I, this is joy. A lot of joy here. The plans of man will be a bitter pill to swallow. It will be very bitter. But the plans of God will bring great glory, great success, great joy. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, trust God's word. Trust the Holy Ghost. He's got a plan for you. Hallelujah. And be careful who you listen to. Don't consult with Dumb and Dumber. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.